Dinosaurs and man, two species separated by 65 million years of evolution, have just been suddenly thrown back into the mix together. How can we possibly have the slightest idea of what to expect? Greetings and welcome back to the Neo Jurassic Podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the final episode of the Neo Jurassic Podcast's first season. We'll be concluding this season discussing the brand new Velocicoaster at the Universal Orlando Resort, as well as the history and future of the Jurassic franchise across the world's theme parks. Theme park journalist, podcaster, and Jurassic fan Alicia Stella will give us a detailed tour through the many Jurassic attractions that never made the light of day, as well as some history on the ones that did and a few hints as to what the future may hold for future Jurassic attractions. However, before we transition to our conversation with Alicia, I must engage in what is my least favorite part of podcasting. Well, uh, maybe one of two of my least favorite aspects of podcasting. <clears throat> if you've been enjoying the Neo-Jurassic podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the show on your preferred podcast platform. You can follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at simply Neo Jurassic. And also, please subscribe to the Neo Jurassic YouTube channel, where I will continue to release content until the next season of the podcast begins. Also, if you haven't already, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, or share a post about the show on social media, or maybe even consider joining the Neo Jurassic Patreon. Any and all of these little tidbits help the show and me enormously, and it would be greatly appreciated. Okay, with all that business out of the way, grab yourself a churro, pull down that restraining bar, and please keep all of your limbs safely within the vehicle. such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Truly, truly a pleasure. Thank you for having me. What has your history been with the parks exactly? Uh, well, I've always loved theme parks. Um, my family moved from South Florida to Central Florida just so we can be closer to the theme parks when I was younger. So yeah. it's always been a part of my life. And um, my first jobs out of high school or even my first job while I was in high school was at Disney World doing the Jungle Cruise. Oh, wow. Um, and then the first job like after high school was doing Jaws. So like I, I, oh, wow. I've, I've pretended you have a captain's license at this point. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I, I've skippered fake boats and pointed to robot animals multiple times in my life. Um, <laughs> I've had annual passes to everywhere and I just go so often that like I started a blog and started talking about it. And I guess it's been like five or more years now. And I, I've started the YouTube channel, the theme park stop and, I just, I love theme parks so much, but I also love watching them change and evolve. So that's kind of become my niche, especially at the Universal yeah. Parks, because like I've been there the most and I know them the most. So when I see any little change, like I kind of like, I want to talk about it. Like, oh, look, look, they're taking this old thing and they're turning into this new thing. So that's kind of like where I am now, but it's also what I've always been obsessed with. Dude, same. I mean, so I, my family moved from uh, New Jersey to Florida when I was 10. Also, I think at least in part because we wanted to be closer to 
the parks because I grew up going to them every couple of years and was completely obsessed with them, as was pretty much everyone in my family. Um, and I, of course, was obsessed with Jurassic. So when Islands of Adventure was announced, and 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 I remember going to like the the preview center. And oh yeah, did you experience that? Did you oh, experience yeah. that? Yeah, you yeah. get your passport stamped yeah. in all the different lands. They had the the raptor paddock wall that would shake yeah. that ended uh-huh. up being in the queue for dueling dragons when the park opened. But it was like gate? supposed to be yeah. dinosaurs or um it just had dinosaurs inside, I think, on the fake one at the preview yeah. center. The preview center was the best attraction that year at the park at University Studios in Florida. It was really cool. It was so incredible. I remember it just like blew my mind seeing it. And then I remember like learning that not only were we getting a Jurassic Park ride, but an entire land with like multiple different attractions and rides and like a big animatronic Triceratops that I can hug. I was like, (laughs) oh my God, this is like the future. It is my fantasy. I cannot believe this is happening. Um, And then I think we went opening weekend um, and I just completely lost my mind. It was, it was beyond my my hopes and dreams it was just incredible as like however old i was i Um, i wasn't i wasn't even working at universal at the time but a friend of mine was and they got in like a a team member preview and could bring a guest and brought me (gasps) so i got to go to islands of adventure before it opened and um like dueling dragons was the first roller coaster i've ever been on i'm high school aged and like i i think big thunder mountain was like the biggest roller coaster i'd ever been on prior to that uh Uh, but i had like we had to go on everything so i went on it and i was like oh it turns out i love roller coasters but i remember distinctly walking through the jurassic park section and just seeing the blinking lights on the electric fences which they used to have in that area between the gate uh where king kong is now and like getting goosebumps and just thinking like something could jump out of the bushes at any time. Or like, I feel like I'm really at Jurassic Park, even like the walkthrough for Triceratops encounter oh my God, yeah. uh, with like the, 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 the boxes that kind of look like the Raptor transfer boxes uh-huh. were sitting there. And like all and the vet stuff everywhere that looks so legit. They had like the, the thing they fed the Raptors with the cow on yeah, yeah, sitting yeah. there. And like, I was just geeking out like crazy. It was so cool. I was like, this is my new favorite place. <laughs> Absolutely. So what actually, how, what was, what is your personal history with Jurassic? How did it begin? How did it evolve? How did that shake out? Um, okay. So back when the internet was just getting started, <laughs> or at least like the internet we know today, yeah. uh, I used to like, I realized that AOL came with two megabytes of space per username. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you could make your own little website. Like I still remember it was like members.aol.com slash uh, community slash your username and that's your little web space huh. and I made my first website um, and it was actually called and this is weird it was like 1996 uh, 1997 it was called Compi's Jurassic World and oh. Uh, like way before Jurassic World yeah. were to come out, way be- even before Michael Crichton's two books, The Lost World and Jurassic Park, were bundled together, and it was yeah. called like Michael Crichton's Jurassic, Jurassic yeah. World. Yeah, yeah. Even before that, I named the website that because I was like, before Photoshop was really a thing, I was photoshopping in dinosaurs 
um, into like uh, real life situations. I had one image where it looked like a T-Rex had busted through the wall at It's a Small World and was eating people. <laughs> um, so my name, the website Jurassic World, because I was like, this is what it would be like if the dinosaurs got to the mainland and were, went everywhere. Um, so way ahead of my time. Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and I was like all over the forums, which were like becoming a thing. I guess they were more like news groups back then. But yeah, yeah, we yeah. were talking about like Lost World spoilers before the movie came out that year um like so oh, like nothing has changed i am still the same person <laughs> i was in high school i'm still making websites and talking about the jurassic park and stuff and talking about spoilers before they happen but now it's more about the rides and less about the movies yeah same i mean i was i, I didn't produce a website up until you know very recently but i was basically my my 80 of my time in the internet was spent looking up jurassic news from the age of like eight to today. <laughs> um, and so much of that, because of my profound love for theme park attractions and the parks and for Jurassic was on just like checking Screamscape, I think like three times a day for <laughs> the latest updates on like, you know, what the rumors were for what kind of attraction would be happening in Jurassic Park. Um, I, I think that was how I got really, really connected with the parks and like the park culture online was just through my obsessive questing for uh, Jurassic attraction information. <laughs> Which there was um, for years. I mean, they never actually built anything, but <laughs> yeah, every couple of years there was like a promise. And I remember when it first opened and it's still there, the island model, the three dimensional model in yeah. the river adventure queue has like the slots for the future attractions that never actually happened. Right. Um, but yeah, I was hoping that maybe you could share some of your uh, information regarding the history of all of these different attractions that were, you know, in development at some point and then just fizzled into thin or rather very thick, humid Florida air. I, I remember being upset that Universal Studios Hollywood was going to get the Jurassic Park ride first. Yeah. Um, I don't know how, but I think like I had heard that it was being developed for Universal Studios Florida um, all the way back then. Um, and then it got moved to islands of adventure and like when i found that out and islands wasn't open yet but the jurassic park ride was open i remember being angry for like a full year just like super angry um <laughs> that, that that i didn't get the jurassic park ride first um yeah. and then when i finally did get to ride it and it didn't have the falling explorer that was in every yeah. commercial for the uh, ride yeah. i got like so mad <laughs> i'm still yeah. a little mad but then again it never worked for like 20 years so i'm not too mad yeah um, yeah <laughs> but um did you know they took away the falling box like just two months ago I in, did, in, yeah. in orlando's version i wonder I if that'll but ever again, come back yeah i doubt it i mean it seems like they're either well, well, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> That's a mystery we, 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 that maybe we'll find out an answer yeah. to eventually. But yeah, so this would have Jurassic Park River Adventure would have gone where Men in Black is now in Universal Studios Florida, but it wouldn't get that whole like mini land treatment or full land right. treatment. It wouldn't get the extra attractions. It would just be, you know, here's essentially the Spielberg half of this theme park. We have yeah. the Jaws ride. We have the, the Jurassic Park ride, the Back to the Future ride ride in the Fievel land and the et and it's ET, like welcome to yeah. spielberg land um yeah. but they they decided they're going to anchor the new theme park with it so we got this whole new land and from the start 
they wanted to have multiple attractions, but at the same time, they, you know, you have to be realistic and you can't, you have to save some stuff for like a phase two for the theme park. Of course. Yeah. So, um, and I, there was one that the one that people are always like wish that we had gotten, which was the, the Jeep Safari. Yeah. Um, which, you know, might've gone where Skull Island Reign of Kong is now. Cause that's an expansion pad. I yeah. think that was canceled pretty early on because every time they went to design it, it ended up being the same story beats as the river adventure. Yeah. It ended up being, you know, we're being attacked by raptors and we're being attacked by a T-Rex, but instead of a boat, we're in an Explorer. Um, I don't know why it's called Jeep Safari, but you're in an Explorer, but we'll let that slide. Yeah. Do you, I would imagine it would have been like a scoop vehicle, right? Like the Spider-Man vehicle. It's kind of what the images look like of the concept artwork. Well, I, Maybe I was kind of enclosed in all of the original art and it was like a tiered version of the Ford Explorer, but like more uh, rugged. Um, And this ride, like it it, it just I don't think it ever would have took it took off. I don't think it was like necessarily going to be an expansion. I just think it was like something that was designed at the same time as Islands of Adventure. And then when they went to go build it, they're like, man, we already built this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like immediately that became we'll build a roller coaster here one day. Like we have like this park is going to be like our roller coaster park. One day we'll build a roller coaster over uh, in between uh, Toon Lagoon and this side of Jurassic. So they kind of left that there for the future. But they were working on helicopters, um, which would have gone where Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey is. Mm-hmm. And that's something they wanted to get done, I think, when the park opened. But the technology just wasn't there yet. And from what I heard, like it was exactly Soren, um, where it was like a tiered, um, like you're supposed to be on a hang glider type uh, mechanism suspended from above. But the idea is that you're in a giant helicopter flying around essentially what wild arctic became yeah because <laughs> <laughs> back then it was mission bermuda triangle um but this technology it wasn't like uh star tours or like sea worlds it wasn't like a indoor cabin it was more of a suspended type of thing um uh-huh. that and they would have been first and they would have opened before soren but that was another thing where they're like all right this is getting to be too expensive let's just put this off but all of the original concept art for islands of, islands of adventure shows the helicopters yeah. in the back background so that's how far that actually got it's like even in the final versions of the concept art wow um so but that would have been like a nice you know flight over jurassic park seeing all the dinosaurs and then of course you're attacked by pteranodons yeah of course (laughs) which you know it's always funny to me like that got cut out of the lost world movie Uh and then it also got cut out of the jurassic park land and islands of adventure (laughs) like no matter what we're never going to get attacked by pteranodons (laughs) Oh, but then Jurassic World happened and people are attacked by pteranodons every 20 minutes. <laughs> yes, but on Main Street, not in a helicopter. Yeah, only, yeah, so it's yeah, yeah. completely different. Uh-huh. Um, so then years pass, the park's been open, and they finally want to get to do like that roller coaster idea. Uh, and I think they outsource the concept to a few different companies. They're like, pitch us what kind of roller coaster we can put that fits within the Jurassic Park theme. Um, and one of them, which company was it? Uh, one of them was like pitched a wooden coaster and designed by Coaster Works, and it was called Raptor Races. And Raptor Races would have been like a dueling wooden roller coaster 
uh, in little cars that look like the Explorer designs and the Jeep designs. And from above, like it would be shaped like a dinosaur somehow, like the wooden layout, but you'd oh, never cool. know it because you, yeah. you're not looking at it from above. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then also, supposedly, like there'd be dinosaurs throughout the ride. And at the end, there'd be special UV lighting. And it looks like your car has all this damage on it that wasn't on it when you got into the car. Oh, so cool. like that dino damage idea was there yeah. for this one. Um, they did not pick that up. That was, uh, I think, in 2001. So just a few years after the park opened, or a couple of years after the park opened. Uh, yeah. and, they, and when Jurassic Park 3 was coming out, so they're probably thinking of doing some type of synergistic of course. Uh, ride and movie release situation, similar to this year. <laughs> and I don't think it was approved because they wanted to go bigger. Uh, and they were looking to do something more thrilling than what they've already have in the park. And they already had like the Hulk. Uh, and they had the dueling dragons. So they wanted to do something that was taller. It was more like even crazier. So they went with a hyper coaster idea. Uh, mm. And this would have gone or at least started over where um, Skull Island Reign of Kong is now, like mm -hmm. starting right over behind the the big giant building for River Adventure. And oh. it would have been all like designed like a amber mine uh, with like mining equipment, like Big Thunder Mountain style, full on. But with a 200 feet tall, like steel coaster, um, wow. with a traditional launch, not a traditional lift hill, not a launch, yeah. like a, like yeah. a very slow, I'm going up 200 feet and this is terrifying lift hill. Um, and then it would have like gone all the way behind camp Jurassic over the pathway. Like this would have been another giant roller coaster in the skyline, uh, that we would see. Wow. Just like the other two in the park. Um, but I think that like, even though I think it got really far in development and it was approved and greenlit and budgeted and all this stuff, I think after 9-11 and the tourism died down more than anyone was suspecting, I think they just, it just killed the project. Yeah. Um, and it would be, you know, <laughs> 20 years later <laughs> before we got the <laughs> Velocicoaster, but that's what they wanted. Like the Velocicoaster is the modern, like thrill ride, thrill coaster of today. And I think oh, a yeah. hyper coaster, like something you would see at Six Flags back then in 2001, like that was the modern thrill ride coaster of the day. So, yeah. um, like, I think they got what they wanted and it's kind of neat that they waited. We Skull Island took over that plot and Forbidden Journey, took over uh what would have been helicopters and but we got since triceratops encounter closed down years ago they were able to utilize that for a roller coaster and i actually think that worked out really well because it's you know not only is it tall roller coaster across the lagoon but it's like right there so they got their wish and they kind of made this the roller coaster park at universal orlando it's it, I, I i haven't been yet and i cannot wait i'm so so excited to be there and see what it looks like now that it's changed so dramatically yeah i think people were worried especially with the discovery center at the back of the park being such an iconic thing looking like the visitor center from jurassic park but yeah. you know we're so far removed from that original film that like let islands of adventure be its own thing yeah so I don't mind like merging the, the two ends of the franchise into one and just like, let's have some fun. Who cares? It yeah. looks beautiful, but also it's like a really good ride. Yeah. So all is forgiven, really. Um, I have a video in an article like uh, five never built Jurassic Park attractions, um, but there's actually a little bit more to it. Like right before Jurassic World came to theaters, um, we're going on like six years ago now. Uh-huh. 
they were actually revisiting the idea of doing helicopters. Oh, whoa, really? Uh, and I haven't talked about it much because it's like there's very little information is known about it. But I think the company that did the Fallon ride, the Jimmy Fallon Race Through New York ride, was originally working on another project before that that would have been the helicopters like reborn in the Triceratops encounter plot. And Whoa. it started out as like Jurassic Park at Islands of Adventure would have been the ride film. And then Jurassic World it, uh, was in, went into production and they're like, no, we're going to make it a Jurassic World ride. So, um, and this is like Skull Island is, is being developed and they were like on the fence. Like, do we make this a King Kong ride here or do we put King Kong over at Universal Studios Florida and we do another Jurassic ride here? And then someone's yeah. like, someone raises their hand. They're like, listen, we got the trike plot. We got the Triceratops plot. You can put Skull Island here because it's an island and this is Islands of Adventure. We'll yeah. just put the Jurassic World ride uh, in the middle of the trike plot. So helicopters suddenly became a Jurassic World ride. Huh. And I think someone within the company is like, okay, when we, when we were putting helicopters in the park originally, it was in the back. Yeah. And like, it's, it, we were kind of disguising the ride building as a tower on purpose, like a landing yeah. pad for a helicopter. You put it here, all of a sudden, it's going to overshadow the Discovery Center. It's going to be this ugly thing. And someone else is in the room like, coaster, let's do a coaster. Let's yeah. do a coaster. <laughs> if you want to put something in that plot and you want it to look good, you make it a roller coaster. So that's how we ended up with the uh, Velocicoaster. Uh, uh, but there were definitely people fighting for that helicopter's idea to come back Obviously, someone was probably like, do we really want another screen ride? <laughs> uh, but I always thought, I thought that was interesting. That was a, a canceled project. Um, yeah, I never that, heard that before. That's a new that one. That was actually, they, they bid on it and everything with the company. Uh, wow. and, then, and then instead of doing that, they went on to do Fallon. Oh, wow. Well, I, I haven't done Fallon yet either. Can't wait for that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's better than you think. It's pretty yeah, good. It's, so I, ILM, ILM did the, the visual effects. Oh, cool. It's beautiful to look at. It looks yeah, photoreal. I'm, I, yeah, I'm really curious to check it out. Mm. I Last time I was there, it, had, it was just about to open and it hadn't quite opened yet. Yeah, it's just like Transformers the Ride, like whether or not you like the source material, I think they're good uh -huh. rides, you know, and ILM did that too. I think they just look beautiful. Um, Velocicoaster is amazing. I was a little nervous because I haven't really done many big coasters. All the coasters I've done are in Central Florida. So anything at Busch Gardens, Tampa and SeaWorld, I think um, Mako is probably the most intense coaster I've done. I don't know if it's uh -huh. even intense is the word, but like it's the biggest thrill ride I've done. Um, this one is like... It's an intense coaster, but it's a huge thrill ride, but it's modern, so it's very smooth. So it's got these huge thrills, but without like rattling your brain loose the way yeah. that like Hulk does. Absolutely. So it's a smooth ride. It's a beautifully themed ride. It's got incredible thrills you're not going to find anywhere else in Florida. So um, like I've said before, I think it's like the best themed high thrill coaster in the world. Uh, I didn't know like, that. Yeah, it's because like whether or not it's your favorite coaster, uh, although it's in a lot of people's top five already, uh, you can't deny the fact that it's way more theme than you usually get at like a regional park. Absolutely. I, you know, so for me, I w I've been filled with resentment watching Harry Potter get the helicopter <laughs> plot and then seeing King Kong get the Jeep plot 
And and then I heard, you know, after that, it was just all roller coaster talk. And so the Amber Coaster or the yeah. Raptor Racers or right. some other version of a, of a roller coaster. And I was like, like, it, it just seems like a waste to me of like, you know, you have this intellectual property in which people are able to experience dinosaurs, you right. know, like that, that's not really an opportunity in any other situation, you know, so you kind of want to capitalize on that. Um, so I was always resentful about the idea of a, of a, of a roller coaster going into Jurassic. Having said that, I think that the Velocicoaster, from what I've seen and read, and I, that is a lot, it does seem to be beautifully themed in universe. And it seems like an incredible, and also like, as I get older, <laughs> and this is kind of funny, I, I find myself really desiring really intense roller coasters i don't know <laughs> why but like like i i just like i get more out of the the visceral yeah. body experience it's a rewritable thing you know exactly, like if exactly. it was just um like slow motion slow moving dark ride through dinosaur yeah. exhibit you know at a certain point you're like oh there's that dinosaur oh there's yeah. that dinosaur oh, this is always again. this will always be thrilling no matter what Absolutely. you're gonna be you know but flying out of the seat having fun i i think you mentioned harry potter what this like the first time walking through the queue and the first time going on this ride, all I could think to myself is this is what happens when Universal Creative puts as much energy and time and effort into an attraction as they do Harry Potter. Because absolutely, which they haven't really done too much in my experience. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying they phone it in for other things. I'm just yeah. saying that like if you're gonna do a roller coaster for Jurassic World or Jurassic Park, this is the best you could have done for it because I agree one hundred percent. It pays so much fan service and it takes the the source material like properly, bringing Mr. DNA back for like the safety yeah. spiel. Like it's so perfectly executed stuff, and it's like it's a love letter to both, like the whole Jurassic franchise, uh, and it like. It doesn't even the fact that Owen's sitting there going, put a roller coaster through the Raptor paddock. What could go wrong? Like yeah. it, it, the plot of the ride is they put a roller coaster in the Raptor paddock. That's it. <laughs> There's no need to pretend that like yeah, anything, you are yeah. a Raptor and you're going yeah. on a Raptor hunt. No, you're you're going into the Raptor paddock on a roller coaster train. That's it. <laughs> Which is just insane. So actually, I do have one question about the Velocicoaster that you might be able to answer. So there's like a story that they say is is built into the ride where something does go wrong and then you were sort of launched out of the paddock into the top hat, I think. Is that not like kind of what they say is like the loose story for the ride? I it's not no, I don't think there there it never alludes to that. I think that might have been guessed. Okay. That might have been like a guess out there. Okay. It never actually says anything about that. I think that it's just the launch is to get away from the Raptor paddock and then do some roller coaster stuff. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And like you see through the windows of the queue that like the Raptors are chasing the train. Uh -huh. um, and there's actually a little clipboard there next to a radar gun and the radar gun, like they've been testing to see how fast the Raptors are going. Oh, and you can rad. see, you can see down the checklist. If you look really closely, all these like numbers in kilometers per hour where they're going higher. And there's a little note at the bottom that says, we may need to increase the speed of the roller coaster again <laughs> <laughs> because they're getting closer. Like every time they, they run down there chasing the train, they, almost catch it so like it's I just a, it's like you go you're launched into it and you're launched out of it and then you're finally safe to just do some roller coastery things but you're in danger the whole time you're in the raptor paddock and that's literally the only plot 
Okay, yeah. I mean, that, that's all the plot that there needs to be for something like this, which is kind it's of the beauty of it. refreshing. It's kind of refreshing, yeah. you know? Like, they have these special, like, infrared light sensor things on the train that they talk about to keep us safe. And oh. there's never, like, there's no onboard audio or anything during the middle of the ride. You half expect a universal ride to be like, oh, no, the onboard infrared light sensors are yeah, failing. Yeah. You're in danger. You're in danger. Let's get you out so, of there. So speak of, there. So speak of onboard audio. I, having not been on the ride, but having been on several roller coasters and looking at this ride, I, I, I know there's a conversation about like, oh, maybe there should have been an onboard audio on there. No, it's great that there's not onboard audio on there. <laughs> I haven't been on it, so I can't say, but I would imagine that I would have preferred onboard, onboard audio on there because I could just imagine using the Jurassic score throughout that first or any part of that ride would have been amazing and then to how how audible are the raptors when you do and the raptors are audible the raptors okay. you can hear very well okay. very crystal clear okay, um, that's cool. along with all of the screaming of everyone yeah. on board um uh-huh. <laughs> it, the top of the top hat is the only moment that's quiet on the whole thing because uh-huh. everyone forgets how to scream just yeah. for a brief moment after that <laughs> 70 mile per hour launch and you're just like whoa we're really high up all of a sudden. And then you're all like, oh yeah, that's right. I'm on a coaster. And you start screaming again. Um, <laughs> if there was music, I doubt you'd hear it. Yeah. Uh, you cannot hear at all. Most I've been on seven times now. Yeah. And two of those times I've heard the dialogue in the final turn. All the other times, the cheering and the screaming is so loud and the clapping that yeah. I cannot hear what Owen and Claire are saying. Yeah. Um, and I'd say since the Hulk added music, um, my ride experience has gone down dramatically. The Hulk, um, the first like 10 times I rode it with music, the speakers were buzzing and broken. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just terrible because it rattles yeah. so much that it's literally, and you have to turn it up so loud, it's blowing out. Um, yeah. And that uh, ride is loud. Yeah. So I, you don't even hear the music for the first like uh, four moves on the Hulk. Yeah. And then when you do, it's as the ride is winding down, which the Velocicoaster never does. It just keeps right. amping up the whole time. Until it's over, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, the Hulk, though, would wind down in its moves while the music crescendos up. And it just doesn't match in my mind. It's good music. I like it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it yeah, gets yeah. you all charged in the last 30 seconds when the ride's starting to suck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I can't hear it for the first half. So what was even the point? And that's with this situation where I doubt you'd be able to hear it for half the time anyway. And there's sound in the first uh, uh, show scene and the launch and there's sound at the last scene. And there is literally screaming for 90% of the rest of the time. Because this is an (laughs) intense coaster. There is no room for audio on this. You know, something like Hagrid Ride, the Hagrid Coaster, excuse me, Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure yeah. Uh, in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter Hogsmeade at Universal's Islands of Adventure is that's the ride you want audio for. You want to hear Hagrid teaching you and telling you yeah. and saying where you are and what these animals are. That's fine. But that has onboard audio? That has onboard audio. Yeah, that and that has, yeah. that has offboard and onboard audio that work really well together um, yeah. the same way all the Harry Potter rides do. And that's where it belongs. This is more of a... Because it's a roller coaster through a raptor paddock. Like, yeah. that's the story. We don't need yeah. Owen in our ear 
we yeah. have him at the like you imagine him in the raptor paddock in the beginning and he says yeah. one of four random phrases and one of them's like hold on to your butts and then yeah. <laughs> another mm-hmm. one is like don't say i didn't warn you and then you launch and that's like that's it you leave owen behind there's no reason for him to keep talking to you he's right. you left him yeah uh, and it, it it fits in universe the way that they chose to do it and they focused on what needed to be focused on which is really the thrills yeah, I, I mean, I can see the approach they took with this is more less like a cinematic ride and more like you're actually at Jurassic World and right. you're actually at this poorly I thought out Jurassic <laughs> poster exactly. uh, through a Velociraptor paddock. So like I can I can appreciate that content. It fits yeah. in theme the way that yeah. they did it. Um, the only thing I've said this before, the only complaint or the only thing I would have changed, um, honestly, it's just to have Blue snap her jaws when you pass yeah. by her. That's yeah, really that the only that. thing. And you have to know where she is to even notice, like, um, your first ride through going through, you're gonna be like, was that a dinosaur? What, what, yeah. what just happened? <laughs> so, you know, and luckily there's four in a row. And I just found out they're actually in alphabetical order. So it's like Blue, oh, okay. Charlie. Delta Echo. Echo. I thought I thought that was a neat, neat little touch. Um, Cute. So, but like you, you they, they roar when you pass, but they don't they don't snap or move. Um, but you move in such a way that it shouldn't. Yeah, I, I yeah, I don't I, like a like a, a motion figure for speed that fast on a ride. Like I like I can't imagine why you would. Why yeah, you spend blue blue is more prominent than the rest, and you kind of see her longer than the others. So yeah. her snapping her jaw would have been really yeah. cool. Yeah, but uh, she's outside, and they, you know, you'd know there'd be like a bad hinge on the jaw, and everyone would be complaining about Absolutely. how fake it looks. <laughs> People yeah. complain about the unicorns on Hagrid, but I think they look amazing. Um, or like the the fact that um, uh, uh, the three headed dog is like plastic rather than plastic fluffy. yeah fluffy yeah. is not Isn't fluffy. His name fluffy yeah, fl- yeah yeah fluffy is not fluffy <laughs> he's not fluffy uh because he's outside what are you gonna do yeah so this is the problem you have to pick one or the other um but and, and supposedly i think there was supposed to be a show scene at the very end at least early in the planning um yeah. and i honestly think they cut it because it was a choice between having four trains on and no show scene or having two trains on and a show scene and they went with four trains like i think that's a good call you're gonna add at least uh, a third if not double your capacity to lose the little jump scare at the end go for it (laughs) do you know what the capacity is an estimate or anything uh i don't have i'm not good with numbers don't ask me numbers (laughs) i just know i just know the longest i've ever waited for it is 75 minutes um and i've waited incredible i've waited seven hours for hagrid once so you know (laughs) um but you know that i think 45 minutes when it's running all four trains and that's people like that really love coasters going on over and over and over again and the line still never goes over an hour when they're at full capacity and it's like mind-blowing i think the line will be long when it officially grand opens in a few days but (laughs) other than other than that one day i I can't imagine this line like maybe when they're only running two trains you can kind of see it gets over an hour but even Uh then like for a ride this new and this amazing and like one of the best thrill rides in the world i'd easily wait three hours but it hasn't gotten that long yet that's incredible a major 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 uh, applause for universal for getting that so right because i mean disney has had like terrible terrible capacity with their most recent attractions lately <laughs> rise of the resistance yeah. um, <laughs> and also losing that show scene um i honestly feel like the the mosasaurus role as they call it it's like yeah. a 
a, a, a barrel roll over the lagoon. That's yeah. the real finale to the ride. Totally. Like that's the peak of the ride. That's it. That's it's, it's a move you've never seen before in any roller coaster in the world. Uh, according to all the coaster experts you would talk to. Um, yeah. And it's, it feels like nothing else. You've, it starts off like a heartline roll and you're like, Oh, I'm on a heartline roll. And then it turns in such a way that it's like trying to throw you into the lagoon. Wow. <laughs> like it gets faster halfway through rolling. Wow. Uh, so that is the real end of the ride like beyond that it's just like checking to make sure you have all your appendages yeah <laughs> i i also love the new um uh video uh i guess like the, what is it called the on-ride video that they do now, yeah, yeah yeah rolling out that is also beautiful because it's of the mosasaur roll isn't it yeah it is it's right it's like a slow motion um view of the the role i saw them like installing that camera and i'm like "Ooh, is that going to be for a video is that going to be for a video uh but i didn't expect them to add they add like raptors on top running beside the train i thought that was really nice touch oh i think it's so great i love it so much because it does add another like it adds another layer of 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 the world to your experience on the velocicoaster i think it's like really rad and awesome yeah, just like they add the raptors to the windows of the real train. When you're in the queue right. and the real train passes by the windows, which for a while no one even believed was actually the train. And I'm like, no, it's really the train. Um, and then the raptors run by in the window too, like trying to merge before you ever get on the ride, yeah. trying to merge the two realities in your head. So the in your head, you're like, you think you're being chased on the ride. And that's good enough. I'm I'm so curious how effective that mutant effect is, because um, the the Mosasaurus at the Jurassic World ride in Los Angeles is pretty pretty great. Um, I'm, and I imagine it's like at least in some way a similar technology that they're using here. Um, well, that's just um, that's a parallax effect on yeah. a, a screen, although it's a really good screen um, yeah. that doesn't have like a. It, be, it works too because like. Uh, a tank has glass with glare anyway so a right, screen yeah. with glass with glare works in that but the the rendering on that from ilm or whatever is so realistic and the depth on it is so good oh, yeah. Yeah. that it especially on video as a pov just watching it it's, it really fools your eyes with the boat it really moving. Does. it's incredible um this with the windows the farther back you're sitting standing the more believable it is if you're yeah. right up to the window and they try to set it back four feet so you can't get up really close right you can kind of see uh especially on a bright like in the during the day you can kind of see yeah. the dinosaurs are semi-transparent yeah um at nighttime you can notice it more but there's actually a light in the tunnel that turns on the second the coaster passes by and then turns off to try to make the tunnel dark again which uh, makes the raptors show up better on the clear um lcd screens or led Do you screens prefer night ride or day ride i haven't done night ride yet Oh, really? Okay. Um, I, that's going to be a completely different experience. I can't wait. It's uh, with all the lighting. Um, oh, that's, my God. It looks beautiful. You got to sit in the back on nighttime because you'll yeah. see all the headlamps illuminating the coaster in front of you. and It'll be mesmerizing. Oh, um, I have but, every intention of doing that. But also there's a warden tower with like a AI controlled like flashlight or beam looking around. So it looks like a person is looking around. So you oh, also have that all like circling around you trying to find the raptors to add that level of like <sighs> thrill. So what a wonderful attraction. I am so pumped. <sighs> it is really good. <laughs> I have to set aside. I'm probably after it's officially open, I'll do a night ride. Oh, I can't wait. So despite how excited I am for the Velocicoaster, I am actually 
way more curious actually about the Jurassic World adventure ride that's being uh, constructed at uh, Universal Studios Beijing. Um, and I know that that ride, it's interesting because that ride, at least from where I'm sitting, um, looks like an evolution of the Jeep Safari. Um, and I, I, I think I recall that they had some, they were developing a new type of ride vehicle technology that would mimic a, uh, one of the gyrospheres from Jurassic World, and it would have been like perhaps suspended in some kind of way. Yes, yeah. Um, which also kind of reminds me a little bit of, of Helicopter. So it's kind of funny that those two lost attractions are, if only like vaguely, sort of being synthesized into this new attraction in Beijing. What, what, do, you, what do you know about that attraction? I think they worked for a couple of years on the concept, um, which I think they patented some of the technology. It's a suspended ride system, or it would have been a suspended ride system that uses cables. So you get into like the gyrosphere type thing, but instead of rolling along the ground, you're suspended from the ceiling of this um, ride building. And to create like uh, gimbal effects, it would pull or let go on one of the four cables holding this oh, gyrosphere. Cool. Yeah. Um, so like something like Confrontation back in the day at Universal Studios Florida would have the um, uh, the scissor lift thing, <laughs> the accordion uh -huh. thing on top, and it could go up or down and it can tilt forward or back, but that was it. It didn't have the other two pivot points on the sides. It only had the front and back and then it can go straight up and straight down. Right. Um, this would, because there's four cables, one in each corner, it could pull one corner and you would tilt one way, pull another corner, you tilt the other way, or pull all the left two corners and you'd turn completely sideways. So you'd be going, you know, rolling along supposedly on this ride. And then when you're attacked by the Indominus, uh, it could do these four points of motion in such a way that, you know, it could feel like you're falling for a split second. It could feel like you're being picked up. It could feel like you're, you know, being thrashed left and right. So yeah, yeah. They worked for a while on it and I don't know what was the nail in the coffin, but the technology just wasn't working or it wasn't ready. And at the last minute they're like, um, let's just use the <laughs> Spider-Man vehicle, I guess. <laughs> so they ended up taking most of the same ride layout and just switching it to the Spider-Man ride vehicle, which is also the Transformers ride vehicle, right. which is also right next door to this land in that same park. Yeah. So they have Transformers, the ride 3D, and then they have a water world show. And then they have Jurassic world, the land. And like, that's, the same ride system but this ride is not in 3d uh -huh. um i think there are screen sections but it's going to mm -hmm. use uh like a very uh rounded screen so you're immersed in it enough that you don't need 3d glasses mm -hmm. uh and like these tunnel screens or like curved screen sections will like connect from one scene to another but essentially it's a lot of the same story beats you would expect on a best of jurassic world type ride you're going to have the T-Rex and Indominus fighting at the end, but instead of being in the T-Rex kingdom, like the uh, the Jurassic Park, the ride to Jurassic World, the ride in Hollywood, this is more like built from the scratch, from the ground up. So you're actually on Main Street experiencing the big battle as it happened in the movie. Rad. And, and, and so like uh, people have been hyping this attraction for so long and it has been kept so quiet for so long. I am so curious to see what's going to happen with this attraction. I literally just can't 
wait to, to find out what's going on there. I I'm mean, very, it, very excited. It looks like they made the same Indominus Raptor animatronics that they made for the Jurassic World ride in Hollywood. Oh, sure. yeah. So the really impressive one at the end and the like the head version in the middle, I think they have those. But then they also have other dinosaurs, like a full scale ankylosaur. Ankylosaur, yeah. Yeah. I've um, heard that they they I've heard a rumor that there are only those uh, animatronics: Ankylosaur, Rex, Indominus, and Raptor. I've heard. I, I think that 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 might be true. There's, yeah. <laughs> it's it's an indoor attraction, and it's not like an outdoor thing where you have lots of space. And even totally. outdoor yeah. rides don't really have that much space. No. The, the, yeah. uh, every time I'm on the River Adventure, I'm always like, "Where's that Stegosaur gonna go? It's just right there. It has nowhere to I know, go." On that little <laughs> on that shelf. <laughs> yeah, there's a baby on the shelf, but then there's the big one who's got water in front of her and water behind her. How did she yeah. even get onto this? little ledge <laughs> like yeah i love it and it's like it's like folded because like when you're looking at it it's like the, the path is like folded next to each other so you can almost see the other side of like the ultrasaur yeah. lagoon you know what i mean like yeah exactly you are you can see the folded contours of yeah. the ride yeah so well being indoors i think like you turn a corner and you're in a big long curved screen yeah, and then yeah, yeah. you turn into behind you like the transformers move you turn behind you and it's like oh here's a scene and then you turn back to another screen and then yeah. you, you turn around and like oh there's a scene um yeah, yeah, yeah. so i i wouldn't get my hopes too high on it i think i think it's neat to finally have a jurassic ride that's inside finally yeah. <laughs> it yeah, only yeah, took yeah. how long <laughs> but you know like we have countdown to extinction slash dinosaur at disney's animal kingdom like it's the closest Almost, thing we have yeah. to an indoor jeep ride uh with dinosaurs and you know they do a lot with darkness to try to hide the seams like they sure do <laughs> so you know nothing's perfect <laughs> um so would you so we granted you haven't you haven't been on Jurassic world the ride yet have you i have not Okay. I've watched the the, the ride-throughs from every angle, though. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, and obviously, you haven't been on the Jurassic World adventure. Um, but there's a lot of conversation happening currently about whether or not Jurassic World the Ride is going to take over River Adventure eventually. Um, I, and this, this may be shocking to some, but I really don't. I don't, I never really loved Jurassic Park the Ride or the River Adventure. I, I, I was never that crazy about it. It was kind of disappointed me a little bit. Um, personally, what would you like to see happen with River Adventure? Would you like to see it transformed <laughs> into Jurassic World the Ride? Would you like to see the whole area cleared for Jurassic World Adventure? Would you like to see it remain Jurassic Park the Ride? What, what would your ideal be? It's weird because um, I'm not, like you said, I'm not emotionally attached to the ride and never have been the way that I could have been had it, had they actually made a ride based on the movie. Right. This was a ride that was designed at the same time they were making the movie. Yeah, and exactly. it feels like something that was based more on the book than the movie. And totally. um, like they just kind of shoehorned in. Like I have no emotional attachment to a yellow ultrasaur with a broken net neck. Nope. I have no <laughs> emotional attach attachment to parrot looking satakasaurus. Yeah, These are yeah. not things that when I think, oh, Jurassic Park, my favorite movie of all time, I love that Satakasaurus scene. No, that's yeah, never happened. No. It's not going to happen. The Stegosaur yeah. at least shows up in the Lost World and they painted it to look like the one in the Lost World. But so it doesn't it's like, really look like it. No, because it was made, you know, years before the Lost yeah. World came out. So yeah. uh, it, it, everything, like, at least there's a Parasaurolophus in the distance in, in one of the scenes in Jurassic Park, yeah. like, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's... um. 
I have very little emotional attachment to it. I do think, though, that here in Orlando, there's a lot of projects going on and there's a lot that they need to do and they want to do. And part of me is like, like, I'll go see Jurassic World, the ride in Hollywood next year. Uh, I'm going to plan to do a big trip to California. I'll go see Super Nintendo World when it's open. I'll go do Jurassic World, the ride, Secret Life of Pets. Um, And that's cool. And the animatronics are incredibly impressive. But at the same time, I kind of want new rides. And we're getting a whole new theme park in Epic Universe. And we might get more Nintendo stuff that the rest of the world won't get. So I'm excited about the prospect of different stuff more than I am about just re-theming existing things like i'd love to see new rides i'd love to see the lost continent get utilized for something or or parts of toon lagoon get utilized for something that are just sitting there i'd love to see kids zone get something uh woody woodpecker's kids zone i'm sorry i love (laughs) five goes west don't get me wrong american tale five goes west one of my favorite films when i was little no one knows what that is (laughs) So like today, you know. no clue what it, it's such a weird derelict little area. And then there's the Barney thing, which is closed now. Right. But still, yeah, it's like, a DreamWorks you know, meet and greet dance party. Oh, okay. It's the first okay. time anything new has happened in 20 years in the kids zone <laughs> or <Oof>. 19 years. <laughs> like, so like finally something's changed over there and it's just a temporary meet and greet dance party. Um, yeah. No, I'd love to see like that area be rethemed and we get a new like I, I've been saying it should be a trolls boat ride. I'd love to have an indoor boat ride at one of I, these parks. I not I kind of secretly actually I'm maybe a little embarrassed by this. I do kind of love the trolls movies a little bit. They're um, good so and kids like them movie. and yeah, kids know yeah, what yeah. they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at least at least by the time they open it, it they may or may not, but currently they do. Oh, they'll make a third one and there's like uh, a two D cartoon show and they'll be making specials forever and for a while yeah yeah yeah. i mean they're going to do a how to train your dragon land so (laughs) well actually that brings me to my next question so speaking of epic universe the whole time i had this like tragic delusion that they were going to do jurassic world at epic universe and keep jurassic park at islands of adventure similar to how they've treated like the harry potter franchise do you know if that was ever on the table i think and this goes back to beijing when they were first designing the because originally Beijing was slated to have the Jurassic Park area, um, right. even the first piece of concept art, which was really actually concept, like they were just like throwing everything at the wall and seeing right. what stuck. Like it had Diagon Alley and Hogsmeade next to each other. It had Fast and Furious. Actually, Fast and Furious was in there for a long time. <laughs> um, it had uh, uh, and it had Jurassic Park, the ride. You could see the River Adventure building in the background. Um, and then when the movie became such a huge hit, especially in China, uh, they're like, no, we're doing Jurassic World. This is this is a huge hit um, around the world. And when they did that and they're like, let's do something completely different. No more boat ride. Let's do an indoor dark ride, like something like completely from scratch and fresh. And when they were going to do it as a gyrosphere ride, I think there was an idea that maybe this goes to Epic Universe 2. Mm-hmm. because it was going to be so fresh. It was going to have the innovation totally. center as the entrance yeah. to the ride. It was going to have the... The, the family coaster as as the the new type of Toronto flyers yeah. and then you'd keep Jurassic Park in Islands of Adventure but you'd keep chipping away at it the way we have been over the last yes. couple decades <laughs> you know yeah. we'd lose a little bit more we lose a little bit more it's no big deal we have that other one down the street um 
but then that was like my feeling because like i feel like jurassic world is opening a whole new era of of for the brand and i feel like it's such a lost opportunity now that you have closed in any expand possible expansion in the jurassic area it just seems like such a dead area well, the second movie probably didn't. It's diminishing returns too. The the back very when the true. first movie came out with billions of dollars, the, very, the, the sky true. is the limit. And the second movie, yeah. not so much. So, yeah. um, but but then when the ride system didn't work out, and they're like, because originally, like, um, is it Gary Marshall, the producer? Is mm. that his name? Jerry uh, Frank Marshall. Marshall. Frank Marshall. Sorry, I'm yeah. thinking of the comedian. Um, yeah. Frank Marshall, he said they're working, the, the good folks at Universal Studios are working on a, a ride based on the gyrosphere. He was obsessed with the idea since the movie came out of having a yeah. real gyrosphere ride, and they really gave it a try. But when it didn't work out, there's no way they were going to clone Spider-Man Transformers totally. in Orlando yeah. a third yeah. time. Again. Yeah. Yeah. And especially to anchor a new land in a new park, we've already got a perfectly good Jurassic land that's anchoring a good chunk of the existing park. So for sure, yeah, I think that, and that's where the whole okay, we're just going to retheme the Hollywood ride came from. And here in Orlando, they're like, yeah, you guys do that. We're going to build our roller coaster. (laughs) Like, like we have this budget to do something Jurassic world. Um, we've already canceled the, at this point, they've already canceled the helicopters and they're like, go ahead, Hollywood, you retheme your existing one. You got no space. We got space. We'll build a new ride. And I think that's where I still am. Like I'd rather have new rides than just totally. retheming the existing ones, but absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I, I realized we were talking about Epic universe, but some of my listeners may not be aware of what Epic universe is. Um, how would you describe Epic Universe? It is Universal Orlando's third dry theme park. <laughs> and I don't mean they don't serve alcohol. I just mean it's not uh, a water theme park. <laughs> um, I, by the way, love Volcano Bay so much. I went for the first time last year and I, 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 I love it so much. I just wish they kept it open at night. To, yeah, to yeah, yeah. It would just be like an absolute paradise, I think. Like, I, I get why they don't. I think most people are coming to Florida for the sunshine. And when there's no right, sunshine, right. there's no reason yeah. to be out there. So yeah. I think Magic Kingdom's like the only place that stays open late in this whole area. Um, yeah, Universal actually does close pretty early compared to Disney, don't they? Because they want to send you to CityWalk to go eat there. That's yeah. the, well, I mean, We yeah, don't have Disney, enough sit-down restaurants inside yeah. the parks, whereas Disney does. Like Epcot is just like a world of restaurants, you know. <laughs> the fact that there's an annual pass at Epcot for just after 4 p.m. Yeah, ought to tell you something. Yeah. Tells you all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, yeah, but the 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 wait, what were we talking about? Oh, the. <laughs> Volcano Bay. Volcano Bay is beautifully themed uh, uh, water park. I'm surprised how well they did with such a small space, seemingly small space, but that's water parks for you. It's amazing. It's so beautiful. I love it. I wish I was going there this time, but I just can't really work it in. Um, Speaking of... Oh, and Epic Universe. Epic Universe is an opening for like four more years. It's still a pile of dirt. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what would you like to see in the future of Jurassic and the parks? Granted, our options are seemingly very limited at this point, but what would you like to see? What would your ideal fantasy Jurassic Park experience be? And not, not Jurassic Park, but like Jurassic. In I mean, the fantasy, if it's, if yeah. sky is the limit, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there's people out there that would love to see, um, cause there was concept art for it. Scott, uh, Skull Island, Reign of Kong to just be rethemed into Jurassic world. 
um, oh. and become a Jeep ride itself um, yeah. because they were on the fence about whether or not like, do we do this as Jurassic or do we like the same ride system, the same concept, but yeah. you know, you're running away from dinosaurs instead of um, watching King Kong eat them. And yeah. so like, uh, the, I don't know. I, I it's so hard for my brain to separate what's actually plausible or likely from <laughs> yeah. what I would want. What would I want? I want them to tear down all of Islands of Adventure and turn it into an actual Jurassic World. What do I yeah. want? It's not yeah, logical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Like yeah. I, I want, I want Epic Universe to just be straight up, uh, like enter on Main Street. There's Margaritaville and an IMAX experience. Like I want a full on. Um, wouldn't it be cool though if there was a theme park that like the first half of it you walk through and it looks like the Jurassic World everything's going good and then as you get deeper into it it's Jurassic World mirrored and now everything's gone to heck <laughs> that would be incredible and also having like old Jurassic Park exhibits like you know derelict somewhere off to the side would be really rad too well like yeah like it's an adventure park that starts off it's just the order you're supposed to experience it like maybe you get timed reservations but like you're supposed to experience it in the order that you would in the jurassic world movie where everything's totally fine you check in you go see the t-rex kingdom you see you see her eat a goat and you and you see the mosasaur show but then later on the indominus escapes you're attacked by pteranodons and you have to like get out of there on a ride vehicle and the raptors are chasing beside you it would be a, a really cool all-day park it's not like plausible <laughs> well you know you could do something kind of like that like if you do what disney's doing with their galactic starship thing yeah i can yeah. see them doing like a high-end jurassic hotel experience where you can then go out into these other like more like smaller yeah. experiences yeah. And they got that gentle giants you can ride on a baby uh triceratops if yeah. you're a kid yeah, yeah sure i can see that working well for universal um but like realistically though i like i don't i'm i'm really happy with the velocicoaster i've said before this will be the first ride i go to when i go to universal now like uh, it used to be Dueling Dragons, then Dragon Challenge. And when it mm -hmm. stopped dueling, it was not as fun, but still the first ride I'd go to yeah. uh, every time because I just love that thrill and I love that feeling of flying uh, that you don't get on like the Hulk where it's always pressing no. you into your seat. This one's more yeah. of a floaty feeling. So I got that ride now where I got something I can go. I get to see Mr. DNA. I get to see raptors <laughs> breathing in front of me. I mean, uh -huh. the animatronic raptors in the stables are pretty cool. Oh, like, this they're is, amazing. I love so, them. Yeah, so this is this is a really great experience overall. Uh, even if you're not going to go on the Velocicoaster, I suggest waiting in line with someone just to see it all. Yeah. And then, oh, I can't wait. So I'm happy with that. I'm happy with still having the rotunda of the Discovery Center and like seeing the like things that remind me of Jurassic Park, the movie, and then having a ride that reminds me of Jurassic World, the movie. And like River Adventure is fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's fine. It's it was like the most expensive attraction ever when it was built in 1995, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's got it's got that shaving cream can hidden in the corner. <laughs> Yeah, that's on. And y'all, you you guys have compies still, right? Like you guys have. Well, they added the they, they added the compies back to Jurassic World: The Ride in Hollywood. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. Uh, are they? What are they nibbling on? A hat or something? He, ours have a, a shirt with a name tag. I think. Oh, okay, cool. Got it. Um, next question, and perhaps the last question, because I don't want to keep you for too much longer than your, you know graciously allotted hour period but as far as the franchise itself is concerned what would you most <laughs> like to see in the future of the franchise i've been making jokes about this lately because <laughs> yeah. i have some ideas um share with me <clears throat> 
I think I like I have a feeling that they're going to wrap up this trilogy of Jurassic World movies. And then later on, they can either originally I was thinking they're just going to reboot the whole series. Like they'll just start over like Planet of the Apes style and go back and do a, like a prequel <laughs> to Jurassic Park. where like uh-huh. John Hammond is played by a new actor and they're building a, a new theme park. And then you get to watch all the, the the deaths happen that the reason they have all these lawyers on their back. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And then from there, they start over with a new Jurassic Park that's gritty and dirtier and this is like uh-huh. 40 years after the original came out so it's okay to like completely yeah, yeah. demolish all our <laughs> childhoods but uh-huh. uh, now i'm starting to think what they might do is just keep making jurassic world films forever yeah. <laughs> where <laughs> the, the trilogy as it were ends with like us being used to dinosaurs being part of life and i don't mean like hey there's a you know you're going to get the mail and there's a raptor outside right, i just mean right. like um, you know, there's zoos everywhere with dinosaurs. There's uh, they're used in medical research around the world. They're used in military applications. It's just the world has dinosaurs in it, and we're dealing with that because all the companies are cloning their own dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, and because of that, we can get just completely insane, off the wall things like Fast and Furious Twelve has dinosaurs in it. <laughs> because of that, you can have these spinoffs. I've said like we need a like a, a Universal Pictures dinosaur cinematic universe where uh, like we have a Twenty One Jump Street uh, sequel and it's the comedy version, but there's dinosaurs. Like uh, uh, we have the Fast and Furious with dinosaurs. Go all out. There's a monster in Universal Classic Monsters remake movie and it's got dinosaurs. dinosaurs in it. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> it's the Wolfman meets the Velociraptor. Sure. Creature from the Black lagoon and his reptilian raptor friends yeah spinosaurus meets a creature from the yeah black totally lagoon. who cares why not but like realistically though i think um what cloverfield should have done uh and 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 uh, like you can do movies from this different points of view in the same movie like movie world you yeah, can do yeah, yeah. sequels that aren't in chronological order and like this is what was also happening at Jura- kind of like camp cretaceous is doing yeah camp yeah. cretaceous is doing an amazing job of doing parallel storylines that take place uh even that old telltale not that old but that telltale uh video game where like it was everything that happened right after jurassic park right. but before the lost world like uh-huh. these types of stories could be the sequels for jurassic world in the future Totally. Uh, where we could see like a Camp Cretaceous style, like here's just this guest checking in, like this family checking into Jurassic World. And then what, what was their day like when the Indominus escaped? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like it, maybe this cage got unlocked or whatever, and it let set free this dinosaur and it caused havoc. Uh, we had that little short film at the, the campsite that takes place yeah. right after Fallen Kingdom. Uh-huh. Like, so I, I, I have a feeling Universal Pictures will milk Jurassic for all yeah. it's worth. And it will just be like, essentially, we're in the like fourth decade of the Universal Classic Monsters now coming up, where we had <laughs> the first decade was like the Draculas and the Frankensteins. And it was like so hugely successful that the second round, which is like the Jurassic Worlds, we had like the the secondary ones were like, um the 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 bride of frankenstein yeah. and, the, and the son or the sorry 
the yeah and then the son of dracula and all this stuff and then there's the third one where things get a little weird and all of a sudden it's like abbott and costello meets the wolfman <laughs> <laughs> like that's gonna be the fast and furious meets the dinosaurs like we're just about to enter that phase i think um, that they should do dino riders versus fast and furious more than jurassic i think that makes more sense totally it doesn't have to make sense it has to make money <laughs> yeah true very true it's why we never got dinosaurs attacks after mars attacks yeah. you know i would have loved tim burton to have taken on the other tops card series and we have but no one wants to compete with jurassic like it's either if, if a film is a dinosaur movie but it isn't a jurassic dinosaur sequel it's not going to be as successful disney tried it with like the dinosaur movie and it's like no sorry we only we only are entertained by jurassic films <laughs> I know it's a bummer though because like all these movies like Dinosaur just wasn't a good movie and it no wasn't it wasn't really, it, it wasn't, wasn't like a good way <laughs> to explore dinosaurs which is the same thing that happened with the good dinosaur like yeah. I think that it's, it's kind just of the wrong essential. angle yeah you need to have a human scale for the dinosaurs to really become what they are you know what I mean otherwise they're just other animals that are in their own scale if that makes any sense I think that yeah like you would benefit greatly from storytelling if there are people involved i think that's why the 60s and the 70s dinosaur movies were always cavemen stories like yes. it was it was a way to incorporate humans into the story um right like uh uh but then at the same time i'm also a dinosaur fan and it kind of stinks that we're locked into the jurassic parkian dinosaurs uh they tried to in I jurassic agree. park three but we yeah. still we we have velociraptors that are too big and don't have feathers as yeah. what kids think velociraptors are and it's so strange because like alan grant's character uh and the jack horner of the real world trying to change our view of dinosaurs and make you know try to yeah. bring together this bird connection but at the same time still they're still just big giant scaly reptiles like we still haven't actually gotten to the point where they look like birds which they actually did at least theropod dinosaurs yeah so it's very weird i think universal pictures will continue to make jurassic films in some way or shape or form for the rest of forever but uh -huh. will they ever evolve so to speak into actually looking like now. dinosaurs <laughs> I think it's happening now, slowly but surely. I think I, 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 the part of the reason why I started this podcast is because it kind of was changing, and I could sense that, and that kind of got me excited about the future. So I started this podcast. Um, but I think I think it is going to get better. I think it is going to get better. Probably not as good as we would like, but better. I think. I, I like that um, Doctor Wu does say at one point in Jurassic World that these aren't real dinosaurs. Right. That these are theme park monsters and our visions of what dinosaurs are like yeah. at least at least they're telling the audience listen these aren't real dinosaurs you know they're specific to like the 1970s idea of dinosaurs or yeah these like that's the weird thing is that like sure you're making these like you know uh, audience expected versions of these animals right. but they're from the 60s and 70s like well uh, we have the posture right which we didn't have right in the late 70s yeah. and uh, until the mid 80s so we got right. the postures right now but we are way off on like uh behaviors well, and feathers yeah. and sound yeah. and like it, it, because yeah. giant parrots just aren't scary and i get that <laughs> they are so scary have you been around a parrot <laughs> I, I my, my one of my first memories is being chased by a rooster <laughs> 
who was yeah. taller than me and I was like two or three years old and I was uh-huh. terrified because that is a dinosaur. When you're being chased it by is. a rooster, you are being chased by a dinosaur. They have talons. They are terrifying. Oh, <laughs> parrots are, I, I'm obsessed with parrots and they are terrifying to me. They, they can rip your finger off very yeah. easily, gouge your eye out. And they're so intelligent and potential for viciousness is very high. And I, 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 I don't understand people that aren't afraid of birds. Birds are very scary. <laughs> they are. They are dinosaurs. They're them. literally they dinosaurs. dinosaurs. But I love uh, them. Uh, well, hopefully the new Jurassic World um, will actually... What's the name of the new one? Dominion? Dominion, yeah. Maybe they'll actually have other companies make real dinosaurs. Like, that's my hope. Just just yeah. show me a real dinosaur. I would love for, like, the like just to, to say, take that, our own franchise. I would love for, like, Biosyn or whatever to just be like, behold, an actual Velociraptor. And it's this little yeah. wolf thing with feathers and wings. Yeah. And it's, like, kind of jumping around like a chicken would. You know, like, chickens yeah. do that half-fly thing when they're attacking oh, yeah. something. Uh-huh. And they use their legs like a real, actual Velociraptor would do. God, I would love a scene like that. Behold. Actual yeah. velociraptors. Take that, the franchise that this scene is in. <laughs> I would love to see that. What is there a species of critter that you would most want to see in a future Jurassic? Like a favorite of yours? I like micro raptors because like the, nothing is gonna like help illustrate the connection between birds yeah. and dinosaurs more than essentially an actual bird-sized raptor. Yeah. <laughs> like flying around with it's like it's almost like the banshees in Pandora oh, with yeah, like it totally is, yeah. Because it has like two the, sets of the wings. Toy, the shoulder toy from Animal Kingdom, not not the actual Well, <laughs> well yeah, but like in, in Pandora, know, everything has yeah. the two sets of things. Like this yeah. thing had like wings on its back legs and wings on its front arms, and like yeah. like it would all flapping like that would be so cool to see but it, like it's not necessarily scary they're just little they're essentially the size of a fruit bat. scary like i think jurassic world has moved so much that like dinosaurs are only scary or beautiful majestic things that need to be saved but nothing in between <laughs> I, you know but they're only I, monsters I, if they're hybrids and they're good if they're yeah. fully formed <laughs> Yeah, or if they're herbivores, they're just like benign cows that are much bigger and gray looking. Like, like that's kind of the way they've been acting up. And uh, I'm glad that we got some grumpy Aronosaurs and Camp Cretaceous. That was yeah. great. Um, but yeah, they, they tend to have these like patterns for their animals that are not very realistic. And I miss just having moments with them as animals. So I think a Microraptor would be just like a really rad way to have an experience with an animal in one of these movies. You know, yeah. that does illustrate that connection and could be really cool to see. Yeah, definitely. Especially when the, the raptors, if you want to show like, okay, the raptors are the end of the dinosaurs and they were the smartest and they were like what nature had to offer that was like, you know, this is the best that we could evolve dinosaurs into. You kind of right. have to go all the way and say, well, it's actually this, which was like so close to bird. We're almost there. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, that's what I'd like to see. I hope we get to see it. I hope we get to see it. Um, Alicia, thank you so much for um, uh, sharing your time with me. I really, really appreciate it. And thank you so much for all of the work that you and Park Stop Podcast have done over the years. I love what you do. I think you're awesome. And I can't thank you enough for sharing your time with me. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks. It was fun to talk about Jurassic Park and dinosaurs and all this stuff.
So I recorded this interview a few days before I made my way to Universal Orlando's Islands of Adventure Park for the Velocicoaster's opening day. I have since been fortunate enough to have experienced the Velocicoaster maybe about five or six times, and it is really and truly an incredible attraction easily my favorite roller coaster. As a Jurassic fan that never really had much love for the Jurassic Park River Adventure or Jurassic World The Ride, this is easily my favorite Jurassic attraction. I sincerely hope you all have enjoyed the show. You know, it's been a blast to put together, but if I'm being honest, the first season ended up being quite a bit different from my original concept. When the podcast returns later this year, it may be quite a bit different from this first season. In fact, I would love to invite you into the process of shaping what the next season would look like, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this first season. What aspects of the show did you find most compelling? What would you like to see explored in the future? How can the show be improved from your perspective? Did you have a favorite episode? Please let me know. I would love to hear your thoughts and hopefully engineer a greatly improved show for the second season. There are a few ways of reaching out to me should you wish to. We've got neodrassic at gmail.com for email, or as I mentioned earlier, you can find the podcast on both Twitter and Instagram at simply neodrassic, and you can shoot me a DM. Alternately, you could reach out directly at my personal social media accounts. I can be found on Twitter at Quat Plus and on Instagram at GondwanaVision. As some of y'all may be aware, our first look at Jurassic World Dominion has arrived in a five-minute teaser attached to IMAX screenings of Fast and the Furious 9. As Fast 9 has already been released in some markets in Asia and Australia, New Zealand, etc., mobile phone recordings have begun to trickle forth onto the internet. Naturally, as a crazy person, I have sought out these recordings as though my life has depended on it, and I have now seen a few pirated recordings, all of which in truly, truly dreadful mobile phone quality. Although I'm sure it would have been probably real special to witness this incredible teaser firsthand on an enormous IMAX screen. I am, as I mentioned, unfortunately, a crazy person, and I have watched this thing about 300 times since it first leaked. To be honest, I strongly recommend waiting to catch the teaser in theaters on June 24th, or perhaps even online, should it receive a proper release. I might have been able to resist myself were not for the fact that this teaser is the first piece of Jurassic media to introduce my absolute favorite Mesozoic critter, the one that more or less inspired me to take on this podcast, and the subject of this show's very first episode, Quetzalcoatlus. In fact, I decided to hold back on this final episode until I actually had a chance to witness the Jurassic franchise's first as Darkhead Pterosaur. For me, there was something irresistibly poetic and, dare I say, kind of sentimental about closing this season out as it began, discussing the possibility of a reasonably paleoaccurate Quetzalcoatlus in Jurassic World Dominion. Well, listeners, having seen the very greeny goods a couple hundred times now in the past 48 hours or so. I am absolutely thrilled to confirm that not only is Quetzalcoatlus in the teaser, as well as the film, the creature's design may very well be among the franchise's most paleo-accurate ones, if not maybe the most paleo-accurate? The Jurassic Cats is truly an absolute beauty, and I cannot wait to see what they get up to in Dominion next year. Having said that, you know, as we all know, appearances are only skin deep, and it remains to be seen how the Jurassic powers that be will be utilizing cats in next year's big summer blockbuster. I might be holding my breath until June 2022, but I am very hopeful that these animals will be presented as the towering, terrifying terrestrial hunters we believe them to have been. All right. Thank you all so much for listening, your support, your enthusiasm, your kindness, your likes, and your subscribes. Putting the show together and sharing it with the Jurassic community during this pandemic has 
easily been the highlight of my past year, and I'm very, very excited and optimistic about the future. Not just the future of this podcast, but the Jurassic franchise as a whole. In the lead up to Dominion's release, season two of the Neo Jurassic podcast, I promise you, is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. However, until then, 